It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Marion Mason and Doug Cameron. And we are coming to you on August the 28th, 2021. Uh, A busy show this week. We have the usual announcement section from Austin. In our Android Basics must-have apps category, we turn our minds to TV streaming apps. We then have an exciting spotlight section where it's all about unboxing. Uh, John Dyer brings us an unboxing of the um, Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3. And I can't unbox this phone, but I go into a shop and have a look at the Sony Xperia Mark 1. Uh, Warren also brings us the next in the Talkback Highlight series. I have a tip of the week, which is about um, how to skip annoying ads when reading articles on the web by using the Google Assistant. And finally, I'm delighted to say that we are joined live by Hamid Vashagani Farahani uh, for his My Android Journey. So how are we all? What's going on? Doug, how are you? I'm not too, too bad keeping out of trouble, you know, the normal stuff. Good. I don't know about keeping out of trouble, but I'm glad it's nice. Uh, well, Warren... I'm keeping out of legal trouble. Fine. Fair enough. <laughs> Warren, how are you? I'm doing well. Got a cold uh, this week. Or a no, few you, said, you said you were a little ill, and I have a theory about this. Uh, I, I think it's cold. buyer's remorse when you, when you bought a pointless mid-range phone that is actually the same as last year's pointless mid-range phone, except now you can drop it in a bath. Isn't that it? Caveat so in, emptor. It, in other words, you're stabbing at my Pixel 5a. I am the most pointless phone upgrade ever. Why? <laughs> oh, doggone it. Well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> What's it sporting? Uh, Snapdragon what? 750? 765? Uh, seven, uh, seven, uh, 765. Oh, no. G. It's what sorry, the Google 5 came out with last year and it was crap then. <laughs> I, I think this phone is actually a, a tad better than the Pixel 5, if you ask me, because the sound on the Pixel 5 is uh it's not much to be desired but this one has beautiful sound and all of that so absolutely i will take this over a pixel 5 any day it's, so what you're saying is the, the mid-range 2021 phone from google is better than the flagship from 2020 which was never a flagship anyway exactly mundo the only thing Fantastic. that i think the only thing that that one has going for it is the pricey price of uh, $700 and the 8 gigs of RAM to the 6 gigs of RAM that the Pixel 5a has. Besides that, absolutely nothing for yeah. home about for the Marion, pixels are rubbish, aren't they? Like, what's the point? Um, yeah, they are. Yeah, well, of like, course. Why, Miriam, why, why, why would anyone... Miriam will always say that. You, you too... <laughs> <laughs> like, she likes quality hardware brands like I do, yeah, not exactly. software optimized phones because they well, need to be optimized because they're rubbish. Well, <laughs> I'll be. Well, I'll be. <laughs> so, Miriam, tell us why. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm a Samsung fan. So, for me, to me, Google Pixels are trash. 
They are trash, aren't they? Utter trash in a hardware perspective. That hurts my feeling, makes my cold even more. (laughs) It's not cold, it's buyer's buyer's remorse. It's not a cold. You know, I I gotta say that the mid-range Pixel still beats the Samsung mid-ranges. Exact mundo, my point. Exact mundo, my point. Yes, yes. (laughs) My Samsung mid-range is absolute trash. It's missing (laughs) stuff that it should have. So, when it comes to the flagships, you know, I'll sit on the Samsung boat. Yes. When it comes to the mid-ranges, <laughs> I'll sit on the Pixel side all day. And yeah. you know something, Doug? Um, you, do you know that Ed hides his uh, Samsung mid-ranger? He never talks about it. And why? Because it's all star, I sold star, it. Star, I sold it to my parents. <laughs> I sold, sold it while it I was on parents. leave. I sold oh it. My, 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 my parents had some J-series nonsense from 2016 <laughs> that was stuck on Lollipop. <laughs> oh, my so, God. It doesn't work anymore. I'll sell you my Samsung uh, for slightly more than I could get it on eBay. Uh, I didn't exactly. tell them, obviously. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't have the Samsung anymore. I got, yeah. I got rid of it. But uh, anyway, now, last but not least, Austin, uh, last I looked at the cricket yesterday, India were 200 and odd for two. Is that currently the situation? No, that is not a current situation. The current situation is that India has lost with an innings and 76, I think. Oh, did they? Did they get utterly spanked? Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. Does India ever win any of these games? Yeah, India are world champions. Oh, they're not New Zealand, aren't they? And (laughs) India were in the final for the world championship of test cricket. India are pretty good side. They captured captured Lords and then they celebrated so hard that they lost this match. Oh, well, they got utterly spanked, didn't they? Anyway. (laughs) Who, Who gave them the spanking, though? England. England, of course. Oh, okay. This is why I'm interested. And why I, I thought maybe it. it's one of the colonies that uh, gave India. No, open. no, it's the old country. They were schooled <laughs> at the knee of the master. Oh, my gosh. The master still has his boots on their necks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Austin, what happened to that independence, my boy? I don't know. Something happened to them. <laughs> you never let no the problem. master come back no, into no the problem. house. We'll... We'll we'll become independent in the next test. (laughs) Uh, Enough nonsense. Austin, what are we announcing? So for the announcement section this week, last week we had announced that uh, we are now accepting guides from our contributors and we got a good response. A lot of people registered and thanks for all the registrations. We are still accepting guides so you can contribute your guides. We'll always be accepting guides and what we have done is we have made some guides on how to uh, use the wordpress editor the rules of posting and all those things so we'll have them in the show notes also we have a few extra guides that we made this week so we will also put them in the show notes and stay tuned for the newsletter maybe this weekend or next monday we'll be sending that out Thanks very much, Austin. Yes, and uh, do register for the site. Uh, do submit guides to us and do look at the guides that uh, Doug spent a lot of time on telling you how to do that. They're very comprehensive, very easy to follow. So uh, do please look at that. Well, I mean, for us, yeah. According to WordPress, they're not very comprehensive. <laughs> well, they do what they need to do, don't they? They're, they're, exactly. they're, sufficiently, they're commensurately comprehensive. 
for for the task at hand, which is all that really matters. Yeah, exactly. we could write, we, we could we could reproduce WordPress the missing manual uh, if we wanted to, but we're not going to because we don't need to. The the other thing I'll just mention, uh, and she might well talk about it next week, but worth a plug because she's a co-host and friend of the show. Uh, Anna Gaza has a book out. This perpetuates my theory that only people called Anna are allowed to like, write books on smartphones and screen readers because there isn't Anna doing the same on iOS. But if you head over to National Braille Press, mbp.org, uh, and search for uh, Anna Gaza Android, you'll find a book all about um, uh, uh, settings and how to operate TalkBack uh, in Android 12. I can't remember the exact title, but uh, do check it out. I had her previous book on uh, Marshmallow, and it was really, really good. So uh, do, do support that. I think it's $12 or $12.50, something like that, in a range of formats. Now we turn to our next in the must-have apps uh, series, and this time it's all about TV streaming. So who wants to kick off with this? Warren, do you stream much TV from your phone? You know, so I'm one of those blind kids that never, you know, like TV. And I don't have anything against uh, TV necessarily, but it's just not my thing. And I don't do TV, but, you know, because of my family, you know, they like TV, of course, and things like that. So, you know, I've been through the Netflixes and now I got the Disney Plus. So we kicked uh, Netflix out of the house and brought in uh, the lion. Ah. You know, so we brought Disney Plus there and, you know, kids love it. And I was back to watching Mickey Mouse, believe it or not. And Winnie the Pooh, oh, two of my most favorite kids stuff. So that's the one that I currently use. Besides that, I know there are other. We also have Amazon Prime. And uh, I, I think there was one that I had. Now I can't even remember. But a lot of these things are free. Like, you know, Sony has one and, you know, Samsung has one. For example, I think if you go to Samsung.tv or something, it was just like in the U.S. only and Korea. But now I think they open it up to everybody. So a lot of streaming uh, services out there. Uh, I will be demonstrating the uh, Disney just a little bit so to give people a little feel of how it operates and that's my take on streaming apps or streaming services. Now I, I'm a little bit weird in some respects in that I don't particularly like audio description I find it distracting and verbose but what, what's Disney Plus like for audio described content do you use it? They do have audio description if you want it uh, if you want to use audio description it's there and so it's nice to see that they have that because I know a lot of blind people like their audio description and things like that. And um, I, you know, I don't know where I fall on this because to me, you know, sometimes there are things that you don't know that's going on. For example, I was listening to Winnie the Pooh and it's something that I've watched a hundred times, you know, with my kids when they were growing up. And when I turned the audio description on, there were things that I didn't know were happening in the background. So I kind of think that audio description does have its place and uh, it all depends on the person. No, I, th I think I would like it if I thought it was done well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I know I'm in a minority of one probably. Uh, Doug, do you use many uh, TV video streaming apps? I basically just use Netflix. Um 
for anything TV related, but generally pop between YouTube and actually Facebook for playing videos. Let's do a quick walkthrough of the YouTube for Android app. I will ensure to provide talkback as well as low vision identification markers as to where items are. So starting at the very top left, we see the YouTube logo and the name YouTube. Yes, sir. YouTube. Let's swipe to the right. Cast. Disconnected. We've now moved into the center right upper corner, and we're starting with cast. So let's worry about that in a moment when we open a video. You'll have a better understanding of what this feature will do at that point. Notifications. If you're signed in, this is where you can find your notifications for new videos posted, comments on your comments, etc. Search. The spot where you go to search for any and all of your videos that you would like to see. Account. As most Google applications, the very upper right corner is your account. This is where you'll go to edit, review, update, and etc. Let's take a look. Close. In your upper left corner, you have the close button, which TalkBack defaulted to. Let's swipe to the right. Your channel, Douglas Rudolph, switch accounts. This is my channel or my current account. Switch accounts. Manage your Google account. Below that, we have the manage account. Turn on incognito. Add account. Your channel. YouTube studio. Time watched. Get YouTube premium. Purchases and memberships. Your data in YouTube. Settings. Help and feedback. Privacy policy. Bullet. Terms of service. And those are all in a vertical column down the left navigation side of your screen. Let's go back. YouTube. Account. Let's continue swiping right. Explore. On the column below that upper row, we see our video suggestions from items we have searched for in the past. Here is what mine appears like from left to right. Selected. All. Chromebook. Laptops. Gadgets. Google. Emergency services. Nightwatch. Law enforcement. Driving. Microsoft Corporation. Friends. Gaming computers. Patients. Sketch comedy. Conversation. Digital cameras. Mixes. Music. Recently uploaded. Live. As you can see, I have some pretty boring searches and categories I've watched. Let's continue moving on. Below that, we'll see your home feed for all of your videos that are generally matched to what your prior searches have presented you. Start free. Go to channel. Your knowledge is top. Go to video. 16 seconds. Very top one is 98% of the time in advertisement. Go to channel. Your knowledge is power. Share it all over the world and make your mark with Thinkific. It's easy to create, market, and sell online courses with Thinkific. Add Thinkific. Below that, you'll have a video. Pixelbook Go one month later review from a Mac user 11 minutes, 4 seconds. Go to channel. Greg's Gadgets 37k views one year ago. Play video. This might be one I'm actually interested in re listening to, so I'll select it. 
Video player. Double tap to show controls. Video. We'll Add just wait for this advertisement to allow us to skip past it. Skip which you can find in the upper right area of your screen within the video panel. Skip ad. Skip ad. We'll skip hey, it. Video player. Double tap to show controls. Pause video. So, from Minimize. top left onwards, here is the layout of your video screen. Off. Minimize. Minimize. Off. Auto play is off. Auto play turning on and off toggle. Cast. Disconnected. This is where we can open the cast. Connect to a device. Searching for device. I have tapped on the um, cast. And, and my options appear in a list a in roughly the center of my screen. Here is what it looks like. Connect to a device. Searching for device. Goes to the link with TV code screen. Opens a help page with information on connecting to it. So because I don't have a Chromecast enabled TV, it continues searching for a device. If you have a Chromecast enabled home hub or smart tv you can generally connect it this route let's continue going on you can turn on your closed captions more options more options tab let's look at it and this is where we have a vertical column let's look at it report quality bullet auto loop video bullet off Captions. First glance, when I first Playback saw speed. Bullet. Go, Watch in VR. It was made of Help and feedback. It's actually made of magnesium. With YouTube. Google painted over Pause video. Play video. So as you can see, Captions. there's not really a lot of stuff in there. But for those who may want to play with your playback speeds, your VR abilities, etc., it's a great space. High controls. And this is a toggle that, for those of you with low vision, you will appreciate. Because you can have all of your controls hidden so that you only have to tap a screen once to pop them up. For those of you who are TalkBack users who don't pay attention or have the ability to see the video, this button won't really apply to you. Previous video, disabled. In the middle of your playback window, which appears at the top of your screen, here are your playback toggles. You've got play. Previous video. Disabled. Previous video. Rewind 10 seconds. Play video. Fast forward 10 seconds. Next video. And those appear from left to right in the middle of your video screen. At the bottom of your video screen, we have the following. 1 minute 27 seconds elapsed of 11 minutes 4 seconds. Double tap for remaining time. This is your scrubber. Enter full screen. 1 minute 27 seconds of 11 minutes 4 seconds. Google domains. And now below that we have some ad space. Bye. Pixelbook Go one more. Hashtag Pixelbook more. Pixelbook Go one month later review from a Mac user. 37K views one year ago. You can tap on this section, which is below the ad space, to open the video description. More. Hashtag Pixelbook Go. Hashtag Gift Google. And these are the like this ha- video along with hashtags for the video. Dislike this. Like this video along with 605 other people. Left to right, we have like. Dislike this video along with 85 other people. Share. Open camera to create a short with this sound. Download. Open camera to create a short with this sound. Download. Save to playlist. Greg's Gadgets. 185K subscribers. Greg's Gadgets. Subscribe to Greg's Gadgets. Below your options above, we have the channel name and the ability to subscribe to it. Comments. 89. I think this laptop suitable for writer, blogger, journalist. Good keyboard and long-lasting battery. 
And we get into the comments section. Gear logo, six colors. Buy Greg's gadgets merchandise. And then we have more information about the blog, the vlog channel itself. Your knowledge is power. Share it all. Google Pixelbook versus Samsung Chromebook Pro. And then we have some other similar videos. Showing item. Go to video. So let's scroll back up to the row where we found the share button, which is, as I said, immediately below the advertisements, which is immediately below the video. Just share. YouTube. Share. And we're now in the share menu. Left, right, top to bottom, here is what applications you have the ability to share with. App, copy link. App, WhatsApp. App, messages. App, chats. App, Bluetooth. App, your groups. App, news feed. App, tweet. App, direct me. App, Gmail. App, Telegram. App, private message. App, chat. App, save recipe. App, share in a post. App, Android beta. App, nearby share. App, keep notes. Close dialogue. And then obviously the close. Keep in mind, your applications installed on your phone may differ from mine, which means that you may have different applications to share with. Now that we've gone through the most important features, let's look at the bottom tab row of your screen. Select it. Home. This is your main screen that appears every time you open YouTube. Shorts. This is a series of short video clips. Create. This is where you can create your own video content. Subscriptions. New content is available. List of all of your subscriptions. So when you subscribe to a channel, this is where you can find all of those channels. Library. Library. Something Library. that some Select of you may use app. frequently and others not so much. Unlabeled. Recent, un recent heading. YouTube. Cast. Disconnected. Note. Sir. Account. And your top row does not change between these tabs. Unlabeled. Recent heading. <laughs> Pixelbook Go one month later review from a Mac your recently viewed videos are going to be at the top of your screen. Unlabeled. History. Below that, we have in a column the following. Menu. Pixelbook Go Review. The Google. History. History. Your videos. Your movies and shows. Watch later. Four unwatched videos. Playlists. Recently added. New playlist. Like videos. 46. Jams. 949. Videos. And this is where you'll also find playlists that you have created using the YouTube Music app. Um, shorts. And that is all for YouTube Music and YouTube. Now to do a brief demo of accessing the Facebook videos or Facebook watch section. Let's jump over to Facebook. Facebook look. So we'll give you a brief rundown of how to navigate to the Facebook Watch section from your newsfeed. Visually speaking, in the upper left, which is where we will be starting from, you will see the Facebook logo and word Facebook. Swiping right, we'll find two new more options. Search. Messaging. Keep on swiping to the right, and we'll go down to the upper tab row. Selected. News feed. Tab 1 of 6. Groups. Tab 2 of 6. Watch. Tab 3 of 6. 10 or more new. And we can tap on watch. Watch. Tab 3 of 6. 10 or more new. Select. For those of you who Share are not interested in tapping on this upper tab row, 
you can do a two-finger swipe within your screen from left to right to navigate this tab row. It does take some trial and error, so this for beginners I would not recommend. That being said, let's keep swiping right so we can move into the watch tab row. Gaming, tab four, notifications, tab five of six, menu, tab six of for you button. Now we're in the tab row for Facebook watch. The for you tab are all the videos that Facebook has decided you like based on what you have previously watched. Live button. Following button. Live button. Let's go to live. For you button. Megan Marie Martin, 2, at 7.05 a.m. Share with public. These are all of the videos that you will find from people who have previously gone live. Live button. Following button. And by going live, I'm referring to the use of the Facebook Live feature. These will be generally your friends who appear in this tab, pages you follow or groups you follow. Let's go to the following tab. News feed, tab one of six. Family guy, pages you follow. These are going to be all of the pages you follow who post videos, clips, and at times full episodes of their shows. Save button. Saved are, as you would expect, videos from your feed that you have decided that you want to watch later, so you've saved them. Food button. Food. For you button. Amazing handmade brown sugar processed smiling face lollipop candy gear chains. These are all the videos on Facebook that resolve, or revolve, I food should button. say, around food. Gaming. And now we're in this headings, so we got food the food, gaming, gaming. Amazing handmade brown sugar processed are the two that I watched the most. For you button. So we'll go back to the for you tab. Gaming button. Showing item. Can you build your new video from Patty's Pub and Kitchen? Now we'll see moving by with the right swipe gesture. Open controls for this notification. Can you build your own cables? Page profile picture. Line of stack. 24 minutes ago. Shared with public. Follow. More options. Hide video. Video. 54 reactions. 4 comments. Bullet. 5 shares. Bullet. 3.9 thousand views. Like button. Double tap and hold to react. Comment. Share. Returning your least car just got fun. Video. And if you want to play the video, you just tap on the portion that says video. I'll do so now. Pause current video. Showing items 1 to 3 of 3. And it, looks and it automatically begins playing in a new window. Play current video. For those of you who use TalkBack... It'll open this in a new screen. How and you can just simply do the back swipe with two finger gestures to return to the main window. However, if you turn talk back off, you're able to watch these videos in that main screen. This again is an area which those of you who are interested will have to do a lot of trial and error to navigate this as this is much different than YouTube. However, I personally enjoy it. Again, this is the Facebook watch segment. You don't, you don't like what I described? I hate it. I hate I it. Think I, I can't, I I can't be with it. I think a big part for me is I've had some relatively high-functioning vision in the past. So for me, audio description even still just is too distracting. 
Yeah. So I've that never had two of you, and I find it too distracting. Two of you knuckleheads out of nowhere uh, putting people out of jobs. Stop that. Yeah. I mean, the, the one that got me, um, I, I just think they're frustrated screenwriters who want proper jobs. So I, I was listening to a film and it said that something was dappled. Like who's sitting there in the cinema going, mm, that looks dappled. I just, I just can't believe that any sighted person saw that and went, yeah, that's dappled. So don't say it. Just don't. Just don't. Okay? Like, the only show I have actually came across that described video actually was decent on is ironically Orange is the New Black. <laughs> like it's a problem when that kind of show is the only one that can actually do describe video correctly <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> marion what about you what, what are you uh rocking when it comes to streaming apps i mainly use netflix um especially because for the past couple of years there have been some arabic shows and stuff like that um because, like, I could say that the scene content here, the visual content, especially, like, in our shows and stuff, is more than, like, you know, the actors would speak and stuff. So the audio description is pretty important. And they've been doing really great job when it comes to audio describing um, the Arabic shows and things like that. Um, for instance, there was a show called Paranormal. And I really love the, the, the idea of audio description. Um, also, what I really like, because I love to watch like multiple movies, especially with other languages. So sometimes I could watch a movie um, that's in Spanish and the screen reader would just read the subtitles. It's just amazing, I guess. So I love Netflix. The talk back and CSR do that? Yes. Brilliant. They both do. of them or just one? No, both of them. Fantastic. So, Miriam, you like paranormal stuff? I would be having a nightmare watching something like that. <laughs> oh my god! Warren likes things that aren't normal too. He likes. I like my. I like my. You know, kitties uh, stuff. You know. <laughs> no, he, he, he likes things that aren't normal. He likes pixels. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful thing. You got to see that um, advertisement from Pixel. You know, the perfect circle. It's just absolutely beautiful. You know. Hamid, is, is there much going on streaming-wise in Iran? Do, do you have access to TV apps? Uh, well, actually, no. Uh, you are quite limited. In you're, a bit, you're a bit limited many on that side. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if Iran was back in the 50s, we'd be more advanced, hey? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Nevertheless, we are here now. <laughs> Pinto, what about you? What are you what are you uh, using when it comes to streaming? So for streaming, I use Netflix, I use Amazon Prime and YouTube. And actually, I recently started seeing content with audio description or hearing content with audio description. And I was seeing a show, Narcos and the Haunting on Hill House on Netflix. And I was just blown away by the audio description. I mean, I don't know how they can even make that such coordination with the movie going no, not the movie the documentary going on and then the audio description to synchronize with the documentary it's just technical so i basically use netflix amazon prime sometimes but i'm mostly youtube have you ever tried the google play movies i actually like i don't know if it works how it, like how it is is there already description i don't know i've never tried it but i'm just curious 
The Google TV, you know, as it is called now, uh, you know, they have movies there too. You know, a lot of times we don't necessarily talk too much about Google stuff or Googly stuff, but they do have their own service. I have purchased maybe a movie or two on there, or actually I got them for free because I'm so cool. Google gives me these freebies and all of that good stuff. And so... Uh, <laughs> I have, so, <laughs> you know, of course, I'm buying their Pixel phones. Give me that stuff. Yeah, so they'll give me these rewards. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the uh, you know, I've never really taken um, time to see if it supports uh, audio description. I would like to think that it does. However, I haven't checked that out. So probably I'll be looking into that. And I think what we're what we're concluding about those streaming apps, I'll tell you what I use in a minute. But uh, they're all they're all accessible and usable, aren't they? I mean, I've certainly uh, used Disney Plus, Prime Video, and Netflix, and they're all they're all good, aren't they? We can use them with Talkback. The good thing is that you know you could use them with Talkback, or you could use them with the other screen reader whose name I I don't remember now. Uh, Miriam, what is it? <laughs> oh my god, it's called commentary screen reader. Oh, commentary screen. What is it commenting on? <laughs> it which shall not be named. <laughs> the Voldemort of the Android screen readers. Oh my gosh, commentary. What are you commenting on? <laughs> uh, so I'm sure that you know these Google TVs, and so we're talking streaming apps here, and so we also could you know have you know streaming sticks. And people could, you know, either have like the Google TV. I did some demonstration of it uh, earlier this year. And uh, I think um, uh, NVIDIA also has very good, um, you know, streaming sticks. So, And then Walmart, of all people, actually has a $29 uh, streaming stick, which is comparable to the Google TV, which is like $50 or whatever. You do yourself some good and just get one from Walmart for 30 bucks, and it's absolutely a nice Android uh, streaming TV. And is that is that a cast thing? Do you need to do stuff on your phone, or can you just do it from the stick? No, you do it from the stick. It has a remote, just like the Google TV has. And it talks. Yeah, yeah. and it, it talks, and it's, it's a beautiful one. I, I kind of like it. So, yeah. um, you know, if you don't like doing things from your phone, you could use one of those because some TVs have built-in, you know, Android TV, like my TV has, you know, built-in, you know, TV, Android TV. And so, but I have a TV in the bedroom that does not, you know, it's, it's from, you know, back when, and uh, maybe 10 years ago, you know, that Panasonic. And so I, I've slapped that uh, TV dongle on there and, brought it basically to the modern century. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. What, what one question I've got before I talk about what I use is obviously I mean I, I have quite a lot of the streaming services I have Netflix I have Amazon Prime I have Disney Plus um, I have a couple of the UK ones do you know of any front-end apps that you can install and search for content that will find it across the streaming services and then fire it up in whichever streaming services app it happens to be on because you know you'll go into netflix and you'll look for a film like clerks and it won't have it it'll say content similar to and then by the time you've found it you've opened about five or six different apps is is there a a front end that will interface with the different streaming services and then open up an app to play it 
You know, there was uh, a thread like that on our email forum, and there was an app that I posted on there that kind of unifies those things. So if you have a subscription to either one of those that is listed there, you could just uh, watch it direct from there. I don't remember what the app is called, but there's such an app for sure. Oh, good. I might have a look on the forum. I do know that um, the Amazon Fire Stick can depending on what you have loaded up it can open up certain things in youtube uh netflix or prime yeah the sticks are good for that yeah the the, the sticks and the apple tvs are good it's it's on the phone i i was was thinking of whether i have i don't think prime video i've actually looked for something on the phone and i haven't been able to find one so yeah yeah all the sticks would have the main ones like you know the youtubes and the Netflixes and the Hulus and all of that. And I think I also we also have Hulu because it came bundled. Uh, both Hulu and ESPN came bundled with my Disney Plus subscription and things like that. Uh, so those typically you'll find more sticks having those. But so what Ed and I were thinking about is an app that will have the, all just about every streaming service. And there's such an app I just don't remember what it is. Um, that has all the, you know, whether you want to watch Viki or you want to watch uh, whatever, it has all of them, uh, all of them there that one could just uh, pick the one you want and you just need to put in your subscription uh, subscription thing in there. Just like you have Google Assistant, you know, when you're setting up Google Assistant, you have the, you know, TV services, you have those that you can uh, sign into if you have a paid subscription for them. So, there's an app that does that. You know, brings definition to there's an app for that. <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah, we should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely. a beautiful one. Yeah. In in the UK as well as, well as the streaming services, that uh, you are able to watch um, your uh, terrestrial and cable stroke satellite content, and there are a few ways uh, you have to do this um for those of you that don't pay for a satellite uh, or cable subscription um you will need to install all of the different apps uh for the tv providers that uh, broadcast on what we call freeview so you will need all of bbc iplayer for the bbc itv hub for itv all four for all four my five for channel five uk tv play for things like uh, dave and all the rest of it and stv for the remainder but to save you having to go into all of those different apps at least to browse a little bit like we were talking about for streaming services there is a free view app um, if you install that and you don't have the apps you'll need to play the content because what the free Freeview app will do is once you select a show, it will fire up the relevant app. Uh, the Freeview app will prompt you to install them. You click on the installs and it will take you to the Play Store page. Um, that, folks, is a situation in which the navigate up and back buttons differ. Once you double tap an app in the um, Freeview app to go and install it, if you don't have it already, um, do not hit navigate up because all it will do is uh, in, uh, take you to the front page of your Play Store. You want to hit back, do the back gesture, which will return you to the Freeview app. The same applies uh, in other Android situations, like if an app prompts you to change a setting rather than doing it by itself, uh, hit back, don't hit navigate up um, uh, just for that. That is not, by the way, my favoured way 
of watching Freeview content in the main. It's a bit annoying having all the different apps fire up. Um, this, though, is because I subscribe to Sky. Uh, so I use the SkyGo app. Um, that might not work for those of you who use audio description. Um, you might be better off with the apps from the individual providers. The SkyGo app, though, is a nice experience, especially if you use a TV guide tab, because you can filter its channels. You can watch it. You can record on your box. Not absolutely everything that will be on your Sky subscription is on the app. Uh, BBC, most notably, is not. So if you want BBC content on your phone, you do need BBC iPlayer. I do use lots of other apps because I'm obsessed with sport. So uh, DAZN, BT Sport, uh, Premier Sport, uh, Fight Zone, which is an obscure boxing app. Um, all of that content uh, is accessible to start playing. Some of them annoyingly don't make the player controls visible to talk back. So you might find yourself, if that happens, um, having to back out. Uh, in order to uh, do something sensible with your phone or doing a home gesture. Um, I guess the other thing to say is that most TV apps will broadcast in landscape mode. So if you are used to using your phone in portrait and let's say the controls aren't accessible, you'll want to get used to uh, doing gestures in a landscape mode. You know, talking about those TVs, this free service here um, started on the East Coast. The whole idea is to uh, give people free uh, on-the-air type TV. And I don't remember what that thing is called, but so it's like a foundation that was dedicated to bringing uh, on-air TV to everybody via an app. And the last time I checked that thing, I think that was maybe 2016 it was just starting on the east coast here in the united states and i'm not sure if it's here in the western part yet but that's another thing that people could look for if you just want to watch something on air and you don't want to be you know paying all that moolah to uh, this and that service you just want to have your local tv station that would be another way to go Thanks, Warren. Another app to think about, if you don't mind kind of uh, old TV, uh, TV that's perhaps, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't quite know uh, how recent the most recent show is, but uh, it's certainly got a lot of the old series, is Pluto TV. Now, that is an app which is more literally than some a TV. So as soon as you open it, it will start playing a channel. Uh, you'll want to duck your media volume for that. Uh, as I say, not particularly current, but there's a whole load of channels and content on that, uh, and it works uh, quite well with Android uh, uh, and indeed on other platforms. Now we move on to our spotlight section, which this week is about shiny new phones. Uh, first up, we have uh, John Dyer with the demo of the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3. Hello, this is John, and I'm going to be doing an unboxing for blind Android users of the Galaxy Z Flip 3. I got the box right here in front of me, and I'm pretty excited about this. It's a uh, 
just looks like basically a pretty just black box. I can't see anything on it, but just pure black, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Um, it's not wrapped in anything like plastic wrap or anything, so there's just a couple pieces of tape I have to cut, so I'll go ahead and do that. One, turn it around. That's two. All right. I'm just going to start by saying this is not a very thick box, so you know what that means. It's probably going to be a phone, a cable, and nothing else. So, there's nothing in the lid, and the phone is sitting on top, wrapped in plastic. I'm going to go ahead and take that out and set it aside. Under that is cardboard with all the booklets and the SIM ejection tool. And I'm guessing inside that cardboard is the cable. Just see what type of cable we got here. USB C to USB C, and that's all it comes with. Set the box aside. Alright, here's the phone. this plastic off of it. It is in the unfolded position right now. That's how it ships. So basically it looks like a regular phone. Alright, got the plastic wrap off of it, so I'm going to go ahead and try to fold this thing. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Alright. So just for comparison, I have my Galaxy S21 Plus here. So I'm going to put them together. Um, the Z Flip 3 is a little bit taller and a little bit more narrow. They actually have the same screen size but the um, I think it's 6.7 inches but the aspect ratio on the flip is a little different so the screen is a little taller and a little more narrow which actually makes it easier to hold okay well, I guess I'm going to go ahead and power it on now. The, uh, well, actually, I'll describe the body of the device first. The volume buttons are easy to feel. They are protruding from the side. The power button, though, is completely flush. And I think that's because 
there's a fingerprint sensor on it. Along the top, there is a hole for a, a mic. Uh, along the left side, there's a hole for the SIM tray. Uh, just a quick tip, the way I usually tell the difference between whether it's a mic hole or a SIM tray hole, I, I always buy a case for my phone and I look at the case beforehand and if there's a hole in the case that means it's a mic hole so you know you're not you definitely don't want to stick the sim tool in that hole so on this device the sim tray is along the left side near the top on the bottom just a couple speaker grills I'm sure one is a mic one is a speaker and then the USB-C in the middle alright so I'm gonna go ahead and See if I can find that power button. It's completely flush. Okay, there it is. Powering on. It seems to still be loading. Okay, I believe I'm on the startup screen, so I'm going to hold the volume buttons. Press and hold both volume keys for three seconds. I'm going to do it again. Talk back. Talk back on. Welcome to talk back. Welcome to talk back. Page one of five. Okay, I'm going to back out of that. Samsung setup wizard. Welcome. Okay, so I went ahead and set it up. I didn't want to bore you with all of that, um, you know, the setup process, but I'll just say it was pretty straightforward. I didn't have any accessibility problems. I was transferring to a Samsung phone from a Samsung phone, so it went pretty smoothly. I just used a USB-C cable to connect them and just basically followed the steps. A couple of things I wanted to say before I go is that I am a fan of the fingerprint reader on the side. It's, uh, like I said, it's completely flush, so if you're not using a case, you're just going to have to get used to where to press your thumb. However, if you do have a case, it'll be easy to feel where to put your thumb. I like the fingerprint reader on the side better because I just, I didn't feel like the on-screen fingerprint sensor worked very well for me. Even once I got the hang of where to put it, um, it didn't always work. And even when it did, sometimes there was a bug with TalkBack where it would register as a screen touch and then I'd have a random letter typed or something along those lines. So I'm glad not to have to deal with that anymore. And finally, I'll close by saying I was very pleasantly surprised with the outside display the little cover display is actually accessible talkback works with it you can swipe between the pages like the widget to control your music um, if you swipe it to the right it takes you to the notifications you can scroll through all your notifications i mean i haven't used it a lot 
to see if there's any bugs or anything with it. I'm sure some stuff will come up, but it is accessible, which I wasn't expecting and I'm really excited about. So you can use the outer display with TalkBack. Okay, so it's been a couple of days, about a day and a half that I've been using the device, so I just wanted to give some more thoughts about it, kind of a mini review. I'm going to be comparing it to the Galaxy S21 Plus because that was my previous phone and because I think it's the closest phone to it as far as them both being Samsung phones, they're the same price, they have the same size screen, same processor. Basically, the differences are you're giving up some battery com capacity and you're giving up that telephoto lens, the third camera in the camera setup, just to be able to flip your phone shut, which I'm fine with. But as far as just a solid phone, I think the S21 Plus is better, but this is still a great phone, the Z Flip 3. And so what I've noticed well, I'll just say I haven't noticed much differences at all using it with the phone open. I mean, it's One UI 3. It's a pretty solid OS. I didn't have any problems with accessibility. In fact, it was actually a lot better in the quick settings panel. In the On my S21 Plus, it was almost impossible to add tiles to quick settings and, and rearrange them it was just really bad. You basically needed sighted help to do that if you're completely blind. But they've fixed that on this phone. It's running One UI 3.1.1 rather than 3.1 so hopefully that'll come to the other devices at some point. So also while something I need to point out while you're using the phone with it open, you will definitely feel the crease in the screen, especially doing all the swiping with talkback gestures. There's no hiding it. You're going to feel it. And it, it doesn't bother me too much. I'm getting used to it, but just thought I'd point that out. So, let's get to the cover screen and when the phone is shut. So when the phone is shut, the cover screen is completely accessible. It um, not only does it work with talkback gestures, but it works with multi-finger gestures. For example, you can double tap with two fingers to play and pause your media just from the cover screen. You don't need to open your phone to do that. It even works with the magnifier, if you triple tap, it'll zoom in on that screen. It's a little screen, so some people might actually need that if you're low vision. It also works with color inversion, so if, you're, if your colors are inverted, then the cover screen will be inverted. So it's normally like white text on a black background. So. If your colors are inverted, it's going to be the opposite, black text on a white background. So I don't see why you would use it like that, but it's there. It's an option if you want to.
So, also something I noticed that it's something you might not think about is the volume up and down keys. When it's shut, they reverse their roles. So, because they've changed orientation, you don't have to worry about hitting them wrong. So, when it's closed, the up key becomes the down key and vice versa. So, it's still relative to how you're holding it. What raises the volume and what lowers the volume. So I'm just going to do a quick demonstration of the cover screen. I'm going to go ahead and turn the phone on. I'm just going to hit the side key and that will light up the screen. You can also double tap on the screen if you want to, but I'm going to hit the side key. 10.38 a.m. It just says the time if you touch on it. Screen off. Ringer silent. Before it turns off, you have to touch it. 10.38, Saturday, August 28th, out of pager, system UI. 10.38, Saturday, August 28th. And if you swipe. 10.38, Saturday, August 10.38, Saturday, 91%. That's your battery. I'm just swiping with one thumb to get to the battery. Now, if you swipe with two fingers, you can go through the widgets. Screen off, ringer silent. 10.38 Again, the, there's a screen timeout. So I, I swiped over. Selected blind Android users podcast in horizontal pager. So this is the music playback widget. Selected blind Android users podcast. Previous button. Play button. So you can. We will stop here at the two finger gesture. Play and pause your and podcast or whatever you're listening to from the screen. And then. Select weather. Page four of six. Weather widget. Current location, Chesapeake. Current temperature, 84 degrees. Sunny. Last updated August 28, 9.52 a.m. What's Samsung Health? Page 5 of 6. I have my steps. 793 steps. Steps on here. I have 700 steps. Don't judge me, guys. It's early in the morning still. And now if you go all the way to the left. This is my notifications. So... That's my notification from the Telegram group. Blind Android users chat. Blind kid. This is why you should. Familiar face front door. Three of nine. This is an, a nest nine. notification. So if you're on a notification and you double tap it, open app. Yeah, it'll give you two options. Open the app. Clear. Or clear. If you hit clear, it'll just dismiss that one notification. Anthony Kinzer. Yeah, I'm still thinking about the five. That's Blind Android a, users chat. Blind kid. This is why. So if you go Android all the user. way to the end. Smile, welcome. Robo Rock S4 do not disturb turned on. Contact us. Galaxy Z Flip. Did you reset your phone? You have backup data from this. Clear all. 8 of 8. So you go all the way to the end. You can hit clear all and it'll get rid of all your notifications. Now if you hit open app, it really won't do anything, but just um, set it to when you open your phone, it'll be in that app, whatever that notification was Ring for. Ring silent. So that's just a quick overview of how the cover display works. You can modify which widgets are on there. I took a couple of them off. I think there was one for a timer and one for um, alarms or something. But you can pick and choose which ones you want on there. A couple of other things I wanted to point out is the screen on it is pretty bright. The normal inside display it's comparable to what my S21 Plus had as far as screen brightness. I know that was a criticism of the original Z Flip. And I know if you're low vision, that's something that's important to you. So I can say 
that the screen is pretty bright. Also, the sound on it is pretty good. It's not quite as good as the S21 Plus, but it's good enough for me. It's got some pretty good quality speakers on it. So if there's any questions anybody has, feel free to ask. I'd be happy to answer for you. And you can probably find me in the Telegram group. But I look forward to hearing from you. And thanks for listening. Thanks very much, John. An interesting uh, sounding phone. Uh, so thank you for the demo of that. Uh, now I am going to do a demo, or a very, you know, it's a, a very brief demo of the Sony Xperia One Mark III. So here we go. I'm in a shop looking at the Sony Xperia One Mark III. It's a nice feeling phone in the hand. It's a tall, narrow phone. Uh, on the top. Uh, end you have a headphone jack 3.5 millimeter towards the left hand side uh, moving around clockwise there's nothing else on the top end on the right hand side you have a volume control which is a one button rocker rather than two separate volume controls moving down you have a recessed power button which is perfectly distinguishable and that also contains your fingerprint sensor you have a very similar button immediately below it which is for the google assistant and below that you have a button to operate the camera uh, quickly on the bottom you have a usb-c power port on the left hand side you have a sim tray i should say for the purposes of this i can't move this phone it's locked in a security case so i can only operate it in portrait mode at a slightly odd angle because it's tilted so excuse any uh, stumbles during this I'm going to see if we can turn talk back on with the volume controls. Talk back on. We can. System UI. Music. Isn't that nice? So I'm just going to navigate this lock screen. Phone speaker. Previous. Button. Play. Nice and responsive. Nice haptics. Next. Button. Selected. No. Um, one of the uh, positive features of this phone is meant to be the stereo speakers, so I'm going to play as a bit of music. Monday FM. Yeah, pretty good. I think they sound even better in landscape, uh, but this phone's locked. As I said, in the security cases, I can't do much about that. But, uh, yeah, it's a phone, obviously, but they're, you know, they're, they're quite good speakers. They're certainly better than my, my current phone. If we just pause that. No SIM card. Pause. There we go. Um, and that's probably about as much as I can show you. I might get to the home screen maybe. Let's see if I can. I'm going to do it. Um, just go to the unlock button. There we go. Device unlocked. Xperia Home. Digital clock. Double A15. Game enhancer. Music. Folder. Play store. Multi window switch. Assistant. So the multi-window switch, I think, is in landscape because it is such a long screen. Press. You can Action run available. split apps. I imagine what that does. Cinema Pro, Netflix, Title Three months free, Call of Duty, Facebook, LinkedIn, Settings, Apps List. Those, those are the choice on the dock. Those last Action few apps, available. your Call of Duties and your titles. And if we swipe up, apps list. we're in our Apps Search List. Apps. Unlabeled phone, contacts, messages, calendar. There we go. It's a Double nice, nice responsive phone, I would say. 
and we are now on back on the home screen uh, I probably can't show you too much else with this phone so as not to annoy my fellow patrons I will now uh, uh, cancel out talkback and I will relock this phone and there we are that is the Sony Xperia 1 Mark III I am sorry about the brevity of that demo. I was in a shop, as I said on the thing, it was in it was in a security mount. Um, I could have got the sales assistant to come and take it out, but then I think they would have objected objected to me recording. So I figured I would I would do it. Apparently, he was uh, shooting uh, glances at me while we were while we were doing this, wondering quite uh, what was going on. But uh, uh, yes, that is that is the Sony Xperia Mark One. And now it's over to Warren for the next in the series of Talkback Highlights. Hi, this is Warren Carr for Blind Android Users Podcast. As we continue with our theme of highlights from Talkback, we now come to installment four. In our last episode, or in our last installment, we talked about one-finger gestures and one-finger angular gestures. Today, I'll be talking about two-finger gestures. I do want to mention here from the offset, however, that some of these gestures are not going to be available to other devices if you are not running a Pixel 3 or higher with Android 11 or 12 or a Samsung device that is running One UI 3.x. In other words, some of these two-finger gestures are not going to be available to you, especially the tapping gestures. The ones that would be available to you, however, would be very limited, and that would be those that you either swipe up or swipe down, and swipe left or swipe right. With that out of the way, let's now look at what we have in our two-finger gestures. I am running this on a Pixel 4a. I am already in the gestures menu and now I will look at the heading that says two finger gestures. Two fingers heading. Under two fingers here are the items that we find. Tap with two fingers, pause or resume speech. Tap with two fingers, pause or resume speech. Now I do want to mention that these things, like I've always said, are customizable. And frankly, I do not remember if I had customized this to pause or resume uh, speech, but I would like to err on the part that this is by default. In other words, if I'm reading an article and I want to pause that article, all I need to do is tap once with two fingers. And tapping again once with two fingers should resume that reading. The next item is... Double tap with two fingers. Player pause media. Double tap with two fingers. Some of you have called this or dubbed it as the magic touch or the magic tap. Now this has to do with when a media is available and I want to play that media, all I have to do is double tap with two fingers. And that would start the media playback and double tapping again with those two fingers stops the playback. The next item we have here is Double tap and hold with two fingers. Starter and selection mode. Double tap and hold with two fingers to start the selection mode. 
In other words, when you are in an edit field, for example, you've written some text or typed some text, and you want to invoke that selection mode, so you select particular portions of the text or words from within the text, this is how you go about invoking the selection mode. Now, I do not remember if I had customized this or if this was the default, but again, these are things that you can customize. So far, I have to double tap and hold with two fingers to invoke the selection mode. And this is a toggle. You can do that again to end that selection mode. Let's move to the next one. Triple tap with two fingers. Read from next item. Showing item 17 to 26 of 49. Triple tap with two fingers. Read from next item. I do remember that I had particularly chosen this or customized mine to read from next item. When I triple tap with two fingers, in other words, if I were reading a page or reading an article, be it on the internet or in my Word document or something of that nature, and I have read the first lines or so, and then triple tapping with two fingers, we'll start from the next paragraph or next lines and continue to read until I stop it. That's what this is all about. Next, we have... Triple tap and hold with two fingers. Tap to assign. Showing items 27 to 36 of 49. We come across triple tap and hold. And as you could hear, mine is unassigned. In other words, it has not been assigned to any gesture. And if I want to assign it to something, I could tap in here and go assign it to something. So I'll show you an example. Let's tap here and see what we can assign it to. Triple tap and hold with two fingers. Checked. Tap to assign and list. Showing items 1 to 15 of 50. We are told tap to assign. And there are headings here that we could choose as to whether I want to use it for something within the system actions or reading headings and things like that. These are the headings of gestures. So we got triple checked tap to a basic navigation so basic navigation and these are the basic navigational things that i could reassign or assign this triple tap and hold with two fingers for and we have the following tap i could assign that to just tap on something touch and hold touch and hold previous item previous item. In other words, if I triple tap and hold, it moves me to the previous item. Next, we have... Next item. Next item, the same idea. Focus on first item on screen. Focus on first item on screen. So, for example, if I assign that triple tap with two fingers and hold to focus first item on screen, if I were at the very bottom and I triple tap and hold, it will take me to the very first item in that list. Let's keep going. Focus on last item on screen. The same idea. If I were at the top and I triple tap and hold, if that's what I have assigned this to, it will take me to the very last item at the bottom of the screen. Let's keep going. Scroll back. Or scroll back. Scroll forward. Scroll forward. Scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll down. You got the gist. And so you can look at the different things. I just scroll up and Showing look at items. what else we have here. We have... Home. 
You could even choose to use it for navigating back to home. Back. Or back. Overview. Overview, which is recents. Notifications. Or even opening up your notification shade. Quick settings. Or opening up the quick settings, which is a quick panel, an area where you'll find things like do not disturb, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and so on and so forth. I will now go back as you already understand what this is all about. The next item that we have below that is the following. Swipe up with two fingers. Scroll up. Not customizable. Disabled. Swipe up with two fingers. Not customizable. And I do want to explain as to why this is. The reason being the fact that this is a native system OS gesture. In other words, this gesture is not something coming from the screen reader, so it is not a screen reader based gesture. Rather, this is an Android gesture. I have explained elsewhere in the past that for a sighted person, one finger swipe up or down. For instance, let's say a sighted person is in an area where the pages are arranged vertically and he or she can just swipe from the middle of the phone with one finger up to scroll to move to the next pages below that or swipe from that middle of the phone downwards with one finger and moves toward the first pages near the top in the same manner for those of us who are blind it calls for two fingers so in other words if i were in a vertical page for example let's say the google feed or google discovery and it's a set of pages that are arranged in a vertical manner I will just swipe from the middle of the phone with two fingers upward and that scrolls me toward the bottom and that's what this does. Next we have Swipe down with two fingers, scroll down, not customizable, disabled. The same exact thing and this doesn't matter whether you're running Pixel 3 with Android 11 or higher or a Samsung device with One UI 3.x but so this gestures are also available as to whether you're running Android 4 or even lower. It's the same idea. Let's move to the next gesture. Swipe left with two fingers. Scroll left. Not customizable. Disabled. Again, this has to do with moving between horizontal pages. For instance, if you're on your home screen and you happen to have more than one home screen, then to move or switch between these pages, you swipe from left to right. If I were on home screen 1, for example, and I want to switch to home page 2, from the middle of the phone, I will swipe from right to left and that will take me to page two of my home screen. Let's go to the next item. Swipe right with two fingers. Scroll right. Not customizable. Disabled. And so that means if I were on a home page one or on pages that have horizontal pages, most especially when you have an app, you're opening an app for the first time and it has multiple pages of tutorial. 
the way to navigate through those tutorial pages is by swiping from right to left from the middle of the phone that moves you from the first tutorial page to the second tutorial page and so on. And to move back to the previous page, you swipe from the left to the right from the middle of the phone using two fingers. That's what that is all about. And that is the last of the two finger gestures. I will now navigate to my home screen and show you both how those vertical swipes and those horizontal swipes work with vertical and horizontal pages. I will now navigate to the home screen. Pixel launcher. Home screen one of four. Home out of list. I am told that I have a total of four home screens. Now I am sitting on home screen one. And in order to move to the next home screen, which in this case will be home screen two, from the middle of my phone with two fingers, I swipe from right to left. In other words, I swipe left. Home screen two of four. Takes me to home screen two, swipe left again. Home screen three of four. Swipe left again from the middle of the page with two fingers. Home screen four of four. And I'm on the last home page, home screen four of four. Now, if I want to go back to that home screen one, I will now, instead of swiping from right to left, I will swipe now from the middle of the phone with two fingers from left to right. Now, here I go. Home screen three of four. Takes me back to home screen three. Swipe again from left to right with two fingers. Home screen two of four. Another repeat. Home screen one of four. I am now on home screen one of four. If you are using a Pixel device or any device for that matter that has the Pixel launcher or any launcher based on the Pixel launcher that has what I call the Google Discovery page or the Google feed, which typically is found to the left side of your home screen one, I will now swipe with two fingers here to go to that Google Discovery page. And now I swipe with two fingers. Pixel launcher. Like this card, button, and list. So I am now on the Google Discovery page or the Google Feed page. And if I put my finger down, Go button to the Akima Orchard face lawsuits for more than $450K heading and list. So this is in my area, and some uh, orchards are facing lawsuits. I have no idea as to why. Now, these cards or these pages are arranged vertically. And in order for me to move to the next pages and things like that, now I will now utilize the two-finger swipe up from the middle of the phone, and that will move me to the pages below here. I will now swipe with two fingers upward from the middle of the phone. Button. Google bans eight dangerous Android apps. Check if you have any of them. Heading. Showing items 3 to 6 of 12. If I swipe again. Button. 11 wonderful ways settings everyone should be using. Heading. You see how that works? Now, to go back to those previous pages that were near the top, swiping down from the middle of the phone with two fingers will take me toward the top. I will now swipe with two fingers from the middle downward. Button, 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 pre-order the new Galaxy Buds to pre-order the all-new Galaxy Let me swipe again, downward. Card menu, button. 
button. Tuya Kima Orchard Space License for more than $450K. Heading. And I am back to the very first page where the first card is talking about the lawsuit going on here in my area. This has been how you go about utilizing those two finger gestures. And this concludes our fourth installment from the highlights of Talkback. See you next time. Now I have a tip of the week where I'm going to show you um, how to read an article on screen with your Google Assistant. We've had a lot of talk recently about problems people are experiencing when they're using Chrome and the system web view and they've got an article that's ad cluttered, uh, which can on occasion make talkback behave in odd ways. So I'm going to uh, show you now how to do that, uh, uh, read that article with Google Assistant, which will skip the ads. Hello everyone, I'm Ed Green and in this episode I'm going to show you how to read an article on the internet using Google Assistant. We get quite a lot of feedback on our email and telegram groups that reading articles on the internet with a browser and uh, a screen reader can be quite annoying because you get a lot of ads, a lot of share buttons, uh, which will either interrupt the flow of the article or in uh, the worst circumstances might actually make talkback navigation jittery and unpredictable. I'm going to show you the start of an article uh, about my uh, favourite football team in a game they um, uh, were valiantly, valiantly defeated in uh, in midweek. Um, we can see that it has quite a lot of uh, ads in it. I'll do that using TalkBack. And then I will ask the Google Assistant to read the article and we'll see what difference um, that makes. Uh, my phone was making quite a lot of notification noises and chatter earlier when I started this recording. So I actually unloaded TalkBack. I'm going to reload it now. TalkBack on. Chrome. Connection is secure. Site information. So we're in the article. I've set navigation to headings. Alita. I'm going to swipe down to uh, the heading that's at the start of the article. And now I'm going to swipe right. The visitors claimed the one dash two victory at the John Smith Stadium to progress in the Carabao Cup, but there was plenty to feel encouraged about in the Terriers' performance. And I'll continue to swipe right to read the article. Share. So we've already not even got to the article and we've got some share stuff. We've had a byline and that's about it. Share by Facebook. But share by Messenger. Share by Twitter. Share by WhatsApp. Share by LinkedIn. Share by Flipple. Share by email. By Stephen Chicken. So even though we went to the start of the article, we had all that uh, to, to, to get through. Even though we went uh, to the start of the article by heading, I'll carry on. 2213. 24 of 2021. This image is labeled. Open the more options menu at the top right to get image. With your permission, we are off. Oh, it's moved. I'll just get back to where we were. Ship, ship, ship. John Smith Stadium. JPG. With your permission, we have Read more. Heading five. Head rate of players. Don't miss. Most read. So it's already proving a little bit unpredictable to navigate. I will get get us back to the start of the article. So even before we get to the article now, we've got a sign-up option we have to do. That's that's aside from the navigation jumping us. I'll carry on. Subscribe button. We use your sign-up to provide content in ways you consented to and to more info. 
Lick. Huddersfield Town may not be about to win a trophy anytime soon, but they showed the value of the Carabao Cup with a hugely encouraging performance even in defeat against Premier League Everton. So now we finally get into the article. The Terriers produced their best performance for quite some time to push 10-man Premier League side Everton incredibly close in the Carabao Cup second round, with several players taking advantage of their opportunity to impress. Carlos Corcoran. In the process. Tom Lee scored his first goal for the club. Danielson Nani showed himself to be an intriguing attacking prospect with a wonderful left foot and the right ideas about how to play the game. Dwayne Holmes put in a hugely positive performance off the left wing to end the long run of Sosa Wellings. The home fans in attendance at the John Smith Stadium would have been happy enough with a routine win for their Premier League opposition and some vital minutes into squad players' legs, but Tom delivered moments of genuine excitement in an action-packed game, with Sorba Thomas continuing his brilliant start to the season and Scott High showing signs of true attack and threat. Ad. So now we've got, we, we've read a bit of the article, now we're back at an ad. I think that's enough to demonstrate the point. Reading articles in Chrome can be quite annoying. So I'm now going to read it with the Google Assistant. OK, Google. Read article on screen. Got it. From Yorkshire Live. Huddersfield Town could scarcely have offered more an impressive showing despite loss versus Everton. By Stephen Chicken. The visitors claimed a 1-2 victory at the John Smith Stadium to progress in the Carabao Cup, but there was plenty to feel encouraged about in the Terriers' performance. Huddersfield Town may not be about to win a trophy anytime soon, but they showed the value of the Carabao Cup with a hugely encouraging performance even in defeat against Premier League Everton. The Terriers produced their best performance for quite some time to push 10-man Premier League side Everton incredibly close in the Carabao Cup second round, with several players taking advantage of their opportunity to impress Carlos Corberan in the process. Tom Lee scored his first goal for the club. Danel Sonani showed himself to be an intriguing attacking prospect with a wonderful left foot and the right ideas about how to play the game. Dwayne Holmes put in a hugely positive performance off the left wing to end a long run of so-so outings. The home fans in attendance at the John Smith Stadium would have been happy enough with a routine win for their Premier League opposition and some vital minutes into squad players' legs, but Town delivered moments of genuine excitement in an action-packed game, with Sorba Thomas continuing his brilliant start to the season and Scott High showing signs of true attacking threat. As a result, Huddersfield Town were on top for surprisingly large spells okay, the game and gave a brilliant account of themselves despite fear. Okay, Google. Stop. And so there you have it. That was obviously a uh, smoother experience. It won't be for everybody. There will be people who don't like the uh, Google TTS. But um, I think that does demonstrate that you can certainly have a smoother experience using the Google Assistant uh, reading articles on the internet than perhaps you can using TalkBack as long as the circumstances allow. What I would say is when I first went to do that, um, I got a message pop up on screen saying that um, I had to enable a setting in Google Assistant that didn't seem to exist. It did say, though, that if I okayed the dialogue that was on screen, that uh, that would work too, uh, which was a good job. As I say, the setting it told me to enable I couldn't find, but the fact I had okayed the dialogue uh, meant that it uh, worked. So I hope that demonstration was useful. Um, do consider using that if it's something you think might help you. And um, Yeah, and speak to you soon. And now it's over to the My Android Journey section. And let me welcome again, Hamid. How are you? Hello. Uh, aside from a sore throat, I'm all right. And I'm happy to be with you guys. Oh, sorry to hear about that. And where are you coming to us from today, Hamid? 
Yes, uh, I am Hamid from Iran, Hamid Vashagani Farahani, and uh, I'm 34, if it is important. Uh, in summer 2005, I got my first SIM card. And uh, it you must you must be five years then uh, at the time, Hamid, no? Uh, no, I am. <laughs> you have a cold. It doesn't. Uh, as far as I know, when you get cold, it doesn't uh, messes up your calculation system. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, and uh, I have to say that uh, when the first one I had was a Nokia eleven hundred. Oh. It was a good phone, nothing accessible in it. Uh, the good thing about that was that uh, it was a rugged phone, so you could use it as a cold weapon if you like. Very rugged building. And you could send SMSs with that uh, in your pocket. It was very easy. I have done that many times. Uh, uh, going forward, uh, in 2009, I bought a second-hand Nokia 6120, uh, running Symbian. It was fine. It was a fine phone. Uh, it is still running. Uh, I mean, it's not broken. And uh, about two years after that, I got a, another Symbian phone. It was... Uh, Nokia 6700 slide, and uh, it is also still running. But uh, about Android, I should say that uh, at the time Android was pronounced, I was very happy about it because I know would, that Google would uh, try very hard and uh, be a good driver for Apple. So, uh, out of competition, I think, comes good. And I'm happy that it has turned out so. But my first Android was in the summer of 2014. It was a Samsung Core Prime dual SIM. Uh, 2014 or 15, well, it doesn't matter. It was uh, Android KitKat. Uh, oh, I liked it. Uh, it did its job very well. It is still alive and working, although I'm not using it for, you know, everyday use. And uh, it was a gift, you know. All my phones, except the 6120, they were all gifts. After that, in the January of 2018, I got a Samsung J7 Pro. Uh, it was running Android 7. I can update it to Android Oreo, but I don't. Uh, I haven't done that, and I'm not going to do that. Mm. About 2018, there was a ice-free mailing list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know how the, 
exactly I found about that group. But uh, at the time when I joined that group, uh, the thing that we are doing now on the blind attitude users, uh, it was done on ice free, but ice free changed their uh, policies. So Antat was born, then it changed to Anatat, and now it is blind Android users. And uh, thanks to the all the good members of this mailing list, I have always given a good answer when I have any question about Android. Oh, so thank you, everybody. And uh, my latest phone is a Samsung A12. I got it two weeks ago. Uh, I haven't played much with it. I don't know uh, well, how well it will be going to work for me. It's on Android 11 now. I don't know how did it update itself, but yeah. And uh, one of the reasons that I'm attracted to Android is that uh, I want to become an Android programmer, but unfortunately, uh, many of the resources needed for programming uh, are related to Google, and Google does not allow access for Iranians from everyone connecting from Iran to, you know, the website developer.android.com. It's a good source, but, uh, well, we are not allowed access for that. So we may use some proxy or VPN to get a fake IP address, but it is not, I don't advise anybody to do that. You know, you may put yourself in, I mean, your personal data, and all your data actually at risk by using uh, VPNs or proxies because uh, I myself, I am not a security expert. I cannot tell that it is safe, for example, to use this VPN or not to use that VPN, but I'm attracted to write Android programs. So I searched and searched and came across something called Xamarin. You need to know C number if you want to program Android. Uh, the good thing about Xamarin is that uh, you code once uh, and you get applications for Android, Android TV, Android Auto, Android Wear OS, uh, Windows application, I mean, universal Windows application platform. You can have that. And if you have a Mac machine, Mac, Apple Mac machine, you can also get uh, the application for that as well. So uh, I am still working on it. I have not been able to do anything special. I have damaged my phone, but uh, I have not been successful in producing anything useful. Up until now, uh, maybe in the future, I don't know. I just try my best. And I think my Android journey is uh, 
just getting faster and faster. So uh, it's just in the beginning of the journey. I am looking uh -huh. for the future. We, we always like to hear uh, 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 war stories and how you overcame them. How, how did you damage your phone and, and which phone was it uh, you damaged trying to program it? It was the poor Samsung Core Prime. Uh, it was a mistake on my part. Uh, I didn't choose the correct uh, platform platform version. And uh, I suppose that, uh, you know, you, when you want to program and test it on a form, you turn on your developer options and uh, you actually turn off some of, some of the securities and uh, that are provided for you to, it's actually meant to stop you damaging your phone. Uh, but I had turned off all of them. So my phone actually, you know, uh, when TalkBat uh, said, for example, double tap or long press, actually I had moved, I had to move my finger about one centimeter above that and double tap there. It was like, uh, touching everything, finding what it is, and double tap on top of it. Oh, did you did you get it straightened out in the end? Or? Yeah, so uh, it, it's right. Okay, now it's, a, it's, it's all right now. Yeah, that's so, good. Austin. With, I uh, got a question for you, um, Hamid. Yes. You were talking about your J7 Pro and you had indicated that you were not interested in upgrading it to Oreo. Now, I have said in, you know, places that, you know, no blind person should have anything less than Oreo because, and my argument is that you have that granular um, volume control, you know, coming, starting with Oreo and, being able to adjust that accessibility volume on its own without adjusting everything as, at once. What is your reason for not wanting to put that baby on Oreo? Mm, there are two reasons about that. Uh, the first one is that, uh, as I told you, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Xamarin and Xamarin Forms brought by Microsoft, they start at uh, Android 7. So when I'm doing something, I need to check the lowest, I mean, the oldest framework that they support, seven Android 7, it is. And uh, I need that. And my brother has the uh, identical phone, it's a J7 2017. He upgraded it, and uh, it's somehow not working well with uh, ESPeak. I don't know why, but uh, I have to use ESPeak because it's the only TTS I know that has Persian. And uh, I don't know what goes wrong with it, but it doesn't work that well with ESPeak you know, getting updated. I don't know what crashes, what's the problem, but ESPIC doesn't work well. 
I see. Well, so that that's a good reason. But I don't know why eSpeak uh, is not working because, I mean, eSpeak even works on my Android 12 um, beta. Uh, yes, it's on, uh, about speaking English. It's okay. But when it is on Persian, it starts uh, reading character by character, no matter how no. you try to fix it. Uh, that that, that oh, gives yeah, you very problems. But that's not the case if you are running it on an older version of Android. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. How do you go about getting apps in Iran? Do you have the Play Store or are you sideloading? Exactly. I have that same question. Uh, does anyone else have this same question? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, sadly, there is much site loading over here. I really don't like it. I don't do it as much as possible because I think it's a security risk for my phone. And uh, Play Store and uh, other app stores, uh, uh, I mean application repositories, uh, sometimes they do not allow us uh, to get some of applications that are out there. Uh, you cannot access them from inside Iran. It's kind of forbidden. Actually, I want to buy some applications, but I can't. But nevertheless, I don't do site loading myself. But yes, there is much site loading going on here. And more than that, Google Play does not allow Iranians to upload their applications uh, to the, you know, Google Play. Uh, I don't know the reason, but it is like that. And uh, people actually start publishing their applications on, on some places that I don't like to visit, you know. Yeah. It must be very tough to, because uh, I'm just sitting here and just imagining my phone without having access to the Play Store, running an Android phone. And if I'm going to be relying on some, you know, like my friends in Britain will say some dodgy uh, places to, get my apps, I'll be a little bit leery like you. I'm not going to be all that up there uh, trying to sideload stuff that I'm not sure where they're coming from. Unless, of course, maybe I have friends from outside the country that I know who they are. Then I could, you know, get APKs from them and things like that. But it really makes it tough. Um, it's a tough situation. Uh, it's not that uh, I don't have... Uh, Play Store completely. I can use many applications, but uh, not all of them. Not all of them. Hmm. And tell you what, one of the things that I like about Android is that at least I can use many programs from Play Store, but if I had iPhone... Uh, You'll be stuck in nothing. the body. <laughs> yeah, worse than that. Very yeah. much. So you'll be what I call the mud turtle. You'll be stuck in the mm, mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that got us to more interesting questions. So is does that mean that you have um, apps that are blocked, like totally blocked in your country that you cannot use? You know, like I know that in some countries, Facebook's blocked and stuff like that. So do you have any blocked I mean, applications or things like that? Uh, you mean the... Uh, 
about the censoring of the traffic? Yeah, like, you know, you have some applications that you cannot install in particular. That's what I mean. Yes. Uh, actually, when I search uh, for an, I put something, I search for something on Play Store and then turn on a proxy server uh, or log into a VPN, I do that search again. The results are quite different. And uh, if it's uh, like, as if it's not, you know, enough, we are having problems about uh, our own communication here, internet communication. They censor many applications. I can download YouTube, but uh, if I want to play something from YouTube, or if I want, for example, gain access to Twitter or Facebook, they do not, uh, they have not blocked Iranians, but uh, the telecommunication here censors the traffic. Uh, so we have to use a VPN to access the materials that are available on YouTube or uh, other places. And it is not good, you know. Maya, do you have another question? just it i was actually also wondering like because you seem to like are they i don't know like but do you have any other companies like phones that are not they're not allowed to buy them or how's the because you were talking about apple and how it is hard to um you know use an apple phone or an ios device there so how hard it is like i mean we are in the blind and this podcast but i'm curious about how it works like does it even work at all <laughs> Uh, something, uh, you know, people always say that Apple is very secure and something like that, but opening, a, uh, when you try to get an Apple account, Apple does not allow it, but I don't know how, what they do to iPhones here to get an Apple ID and go to Apple store. That, that uh, kind of stuck. <laughs> I don't like it because they are doing something to my phone that I don't know what. But so is your government though blocking you from most of these services, right? It's not like um, the services are just simply, I know that some things, I mean, want to download some app, you know, uh, there was an app, I don't remember what it, I think it's called SVP, Smooth. Uh, Video playback is a new app. And since we're talking, you know, streaming apps, it's a very good app. And you know what? I went on the Play Store to download it, and you have to have at least uh, um, a Snapdragon 855. And I went on there with my Pixel 4, and it says it's not available for my device. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, what the, you know, <laughs> my so why Pixel do you 4 like is that so much. Oh, I love Pixel. It's the pinnacle of Android. <laughs> you know, you want to experience true Android, you've got to have a Pixel phone. You know, I'm not saying the other 
brands are not you know good i mean samsung is is a great um manufacturer and you know the sams uh, the sony's and and the, you know motorola's and all of that but if you want an optimized device you've got to have a pixel device i don't like the fact that it doesn't have an sd card of course i'm banging my head against the wall on that but uh, it's a beautiful thing yeah, so things like that could happen to where certain apps are not available in other countries, and it's normal. Uh, like, for instance, I cannot get like the uh, the iPlayer, you know, the BBC iPlayer uh, here unless I probably use something like a VPN because it's going to say not available in my area. So, really, uh, yeah, you know, the, the Brits tend to be like that. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm beating up on um, uh, Ed today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BBC so I have a, a, a good app because you can look about look at England's uh, innings and seventy six run win over India. Did I, did we mention that? Yeah, yeah, you, you did that. Oh, we um, did. We they did. gave them a whooping. In Austin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You need to be nice to your former colony, you know. <laughs> well, Hamid, thank you so much for coming, man. This has been wonderful. Uh, hearing your Android journey story, starting back there with the uh, the Nokia's, you know, the 1100, and then to the 6120, and then you jumping all the way to um, the Android d- device, which in this case was the Prime Core, and you know, graduating to the J Pro, and now you have the new Samsung. Was it the M12 you have? Oh, A12. A12. There we go. So thank you so much. I hope we get other people from Iran to come on and and talk about their Android journey stories. I think that would be wonderful because I think this is probably the very first time that we have someone from your neck of the woods coming. And uh, this has been very important to us and to me in particular because the My Android Journey Story is the favorite segment of mine. So thank you so much for volunteering to come on. Austin, where can people go and watch the cricket highlights? I mean, sorry, how can people get in touch with us? So people can get in touch by visiting us on the website, blindandroidusers.com, the all-new website built by the WordPress captain Douglas. And they can register there, post their guides and a lot of things. Lots of more things are coming there. You can, if you have any questions for us, you can contact us by sending in an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com or you can use the contact us form or the feedback form in the website and submit us the feedback there. You can listen to us on YouTube and on all the podcasting apps that are there in the world. We are there on all of them. Subscribe to our mailing list, Blind Android Users, plus subscribe at groups.io. Follow us on Twitter, Telegram, and YouTube, the links will be in the show notes and also the clubhouse. We are going to get it more active now and we'll have some nice discussions there. So join the club. That is it from us this week in the cricket highlights. Thanks very much, Austin. Hope everyone's enjoyed the show. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. And don't let them crickets get into your house. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. 
For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.